Welcome to The Ship Show, part of the Callaway Podcast Network, where golf talk is a maybe at best. But here's your host, Jeff Newbart. Good thing is, Amanda, even if I did talk off, I wouldn't hear it in my headset anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Ship Show. Email us, shipshowcallawaygolf.com. Call us, 760-804-GOLF, 760-804-GOLF. Watch us on YouTube, rate, subscribe, like, review. Mm -hmm. Just don't make the sound of waves or explosions in my no, headset. Please. That's all I would like to say. <laughs> Happy Thursday, back in studio here. Uh, we still don't have any messages. We that have we really... mess yeah, we got one message that we can't talk about. All right, um, which I'll tell you about off air. But other Great. than that, like guys, we had we had some stuff happening, and I didn't hear from anybody. Well, maybe the reason is I did about a four hour chat on the flight home last night in the THP forum, oh, you did? and I heard from lots of people in there, oh. and we just kind of did it in real time. So maybe that kind of summarized. Uh, but a lot of people were wanting to talk about uh, the morning drive experience and also about. The Ball That Changed the Town, our new documentary on the Chicopee Golf Ball Clan and Vince Simons will be joining us in a second. Um, you know, but but I think just kind of recapping the the morning drive experience, I think it was it was great to get down there. Matt Adams did a wonderful job. Petra and Vince, uh, yeah. amazing. And and look, it's it's just one of those things where um, this this kind of idea uh, of of telling this story. Everybody who gets to hear this story seems to benefit from it, mm -hmm. whether you're a hardcore golfer or not, because uh, it's just a great story of, of kind of American manufacturing, kind of bringing something back that, that have went through some tough times. We all like resiliency. Yes, we do. Everyone loves a good comeback story, especially when you can see it over time. And people also, you know, obviously love the tie back to um, our own country and pride in a town that has been there um for a long time and it's just it's really cool i mean i said that we didn't get any messages on our our email however i did hear a lot of positive feedback from family and friends just on something that they didn't they said like they had right. no idea you know so it was really cool and i got a lot of i got a couple of messages that said well i want to try the golf ball that phil says should cost a hundred dollars yeah, a dozen totally. <laughs> totally i think phil knew who he's talking about all right yeah. uh what i want to read first here before we bring up vince's mic is a quote that just happened moments ago from red sox legend uh, david ortiz uh -oh. he expressed his displeasure with the oakland a's pitcher mike uh fires uh, the whistleblower in the sign stealing scandal that has engulfed baseball for the last couple months uh, I'm mad at the guy, the pitcher who came out talking about it, Ortiz said at JetBlue Park. Let me tell you why. After you make your money, after you get your ring, you decide to talk about it. Why didn't you talk about it during the season when it was going on? Why didn't you say, I don't want to be no part of it, so you look like a snitch? Why you got to talk about it after? That's my problem. Vince, what would you like to say about <laughs> David Ortiz uh, being upset that uh, the whistleblower got, got, got whistleblowed? You will never hear me say a disparaging word about David Ortiz. All right. Ever. All right. Okay. okay. So you're, 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 you're agreeing with what he says. I am not going to say a negative word about David Ortiz. All right. Well, we're going to get to baseball a little bit because yeah. I do. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying every opportunity I get to talk with you, Vince, about the Red Sox. I'm also convinced yeah. that you, you, you purposely had your plane uh, arrive late so you would avoid having a dinner with me to, to where we would have discussed <laughs> this. But we do want to get to the documentary again, uh, The Ball That Changed the Town, the story of the Chicopee Golf Ball Plant. It's available right now on Callaway's YouTube channel, on CallawayGolf.com, mm -hmm. and on Callaway TV, which is an app on Apple TV and Roku if you haven't seen it, or uh, I'd recommend watching it again. Vince, what is the reaction uh, that you've heard from from the folks up in Chicopee, whether it's your, your coworkers, your neighbors, your family, uh, to the documentary? Uh, it's been it's been fantastic. Everybody here is just beaming with pride that we finally have a chance to tell our story and kind of make the family connections, the local connections. It's 
the reaction's been nothing short of incredible, to be quite honest with you. People are walking around here with their head held high today. Yeah, what was it like to see? I mean, obviously you saw the documentary um, as it was in progress, but what was it like to see it on television? Like, see your little town and your factory that um, has basically been in your family for so long and see it on TV? Uh, honestly, Lex, it's kind of surreal. It's uh, It's been... <laughs> A very, very interesting experience. Um, you know, the connection with obviously my dad and Danny's dad, and and it's it just feel really fortunate to be able to tell that story. Not necessarily because it's about us, but it's really a representative and a microcosm of multiple generations of families that have come through this building. And um, like we said in the piece, and like I tried to articulate on the show, it, it hasn't always been easy. Um, like every other industry in America it has its ups and downs. But when you come out of it and come out of it in a situation where we are right now where we're investing and growing and, and the business is successful, it just, it's, a, it's a really, really good story. And I think it, it also kind of makes everybody who's ever worked here, um, you know, Spalding retirees and Callaway retirees from, you know, 10 plus years ago, just have a reconnection to the building and a reconnection to what's happened here over the years. Did your dad get a chance to see it yet? He has. Um, uh, he's in kind of failing health, um, but he has he he has made the connection there. My mom was was thrilled to death, and my mother's an Irish immigrant, so she's a she comes from a fairly large family. She's the oldest of eleven, a typical Irish family, and. Uh, so she had all of her sisters and brothers tuned in. My cousins in Ireland have tuned in. So uh, there's there's quite a bit of activity on on WhatsApp. Yeah, there wow. had to be there had to be like a crazy rating spike in the uh, in the Massachusetts <laughs> area. Like the the guys who do research at golf fair, like what the heck did we have on at ten thirty at night the yeah. other night? We had like all of Western Mass watching this thing. <laughs> or maybe uh, just... I, I was. That's funny you mentioned that, Jeff, because Danny and I were Danny Gomez and I were talking about it on the way in on, on what was it Wednesday morning, and Chicopee is divided into into sections, right? There's there's the Fairview section, there's the Falls, there's Willamancet, there's Aldenville where the plant is in Willamancet, and and up the hill is Aldenville. So I was, Danny said, I wonder what the, the Nielsen's were like. And I said, well, I heard we carried Aldenville that had poor ratings in Fairview. <laughs> so we got a big kick out of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's been great. Um, you know, local local media picked up on it. Um, and Benita can tell you that our, our switchboard's been light, lighting up with people wanting to come in and see the factory. I received a call yesterday late from Jeannie Jackson saying the same thing out there at customer service. So you know, you know, despite the fact that we probably haven't gotten very, very many emails, the the attention here with direct phone calls has been really, really positive. Um, people want to come in and see it firsthand. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I actually saw that on Twitter. I saw a few people saying like they want to plan a trip to Chicopee just to come see the ball factory. But um, one of the big storylines, obviously, is the people that are in the in the factory and the culture that you guys have there. Do you feel like this piece like did it justice? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, I mean, it's 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 a feel-good story. Although, like I said, there were some rough patches, so there's always going to be kind of dissenting opinions there. But on the on balance, this this has been just an awesome thing. And 
you know, I think the the only thing that I've heard from folks in the factory is how how come so and so wasn't in it, or more more directly, how come I wasn't in it? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Which is always fun to give people a hard time well, about. You know, you know, if you open it up to tourists, then everybody gets a chance to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, I think that could be um, that could been, be pretty really could be a pretty good could a you know kind of the the Vince Simons Experience Tour, right? Where we sell, <laughs> you get to you get to start the day off, you know, on a Peloton bike. Then you get to go at the factory today, put out fires all day, make make great product, and then end up at a uh, at a local bar that has a beer and a boot. Who loses? Well, you know that's that's not a bad day, is it? Yeah, it's pretty I mean, much every day sometimes. <laughs> I would think. I would think. Hey, Vince, a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, we we definitely focus towards the end of the documentary, and again, I encourage you to check it out on CallawayGolf.com. Uh, to the Callaway YouTube channel, Apple TV, and Roku. Um, we focus a lot on, on the new technology, right? And the rubber mixer in particular and the X-ray. Can, can you just, for people who haven't watched the show yet, just sort of, you know, again, it's it's been well documented, a, a $30 million um, improvement, capital investment turned into $50 million. You guys did a world tour to find the best equipment um, and, and kind of created, you know, as you said, the most modern, uh, most innovative, the most technologically advanced golf ball plant in the world. Um, talk about those two particular pieces of technology, the the mixer and the uh, and, and the X-ray. Well, every, every modern golf ball starts with a, with compounded rubber. Uh, it's pretty well known throughout the industry. But in order to kind of push the design space and make the type of golf balls that we're we're manufacturing here, where we have you know, very low compression components that are as resilient as possible. It takes uh, precision equipment in terms of combining ingredients and controlling the processing conditions within those, within this, uh, how those ingredients are incorporated. And so this stuff uh, just doesn't exist without, you know, engineers beating the bushes and coming up with ideas and, and looking around for what's, what's out there. Um, if I handed you a blank check book and said, hey, go start a golf ball factory, unless you have the experience and the know-how to do so, you wouldn't know where to begin. Yeah, you can't just yeah. order that so, on Amazon. You cannot. You cannot. And so we, we, we knew we needed to improve, and so we did not spare you know, the, the senior team out there, led, led obviously by Chip, but also by, by Mark Leposky and, and Alan Hocknell, um, particularly Mark. Mark was fully behind us saying, don't leave any stone unturned. And so we started on a mission to find what we believe to be the best best equipment in the world. And like I said in, in the piece, um, we ran trials everywhere. We ran trials in Asia. We ran trials in North America. And we ultimately ended up uh, sourcing a piece of equipment from, from uh, Europe. And we ran multiple trials there uh, to prove uh, that what we were our, prove our hypotheses to be true that the equipment offered significant advantages in terms of being able to push the designs to incorporate more of these different materials into the rubber so that uh, it was uniform and consistent and repeatable batch after batch after batch. The key to making a good golf ball, I like to say you, you can make a, uh, a bad ball, golf ball out of a good core you cannot make a good golf ball from a bad core. So you absolutely, the core is the engine of the golf ball. You absolutely have to have the proper incorporation and consistent incorporation of materials into the core in order to start that whole process. Have you, have you considered making so, that into a T-shirt? 
because <laughs> I'm kind yeah. of feeling the I'm kind of feeling the love for say a, a golf ball T-shirt, and I think what you just said, Vince, may may be the winner, especially because you okay. just said it. All right, so let's let's go into the X-ray. I mean, look, I yeah. like to I like to 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 make fun of your 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 cheating baseball team and uh, the Houston cheating baseball team, um, but you guys are out to make sure that there's no cores that are cheating by getting slightly in the wrong place. Uh, which is something I wish that that we had done to Astros batters before they walked into the box, particularly Altuve <laughs> against Chapman, um, or or the 2018 Red Sox. But so so explain this X-ray technology uh, before I name every player on all these teams. Okay, all right, I'll ignore all that previous stuff. But, you're you know, you're great at X-ray. this. You're amazing at how you can just. I, I can picture Benita sitting there getting angry as I'm bringing up more and more <laughs> anti-Red Sox stuff, but but Vince handles it very well. He is very composed. You're not gonna you're not gonna bait me into that Red Sox. Red Sox had a tough year last year, but you know we've had tough years before. And you just wait till this okay. year, my friend. Right, right. We could say that four times this this uh, this century. So, anyhow, um, X-raying golf balls is a fairly known technology. I mean, people have been doing it for a long time. Um, we knew we needed to begin to start examining golf balls, the interior of golf balls, because the way we were pushing designs with dual cores and making large inner cores relative to outer cores, uh, the positioning of that core inside, yeah, how, how concentric it is, is, is important to us. Um, we knew that it's fairly relatively documented. So what's happened over the course of last year or so, but, but prior to that, well before that, we had started a, uh, a program to, to find equipment that can x-ray cores and, and finished balls and, and what we call WIP, or a work in process of mantles, of cores inside intermediate layers of what we call mantles. Um, but we, we knew, if you think about it logically, um, it's a three-dimensional problem. So you, you have a core that can be inside of other layers that if you cut it on one plane would appear to be perfectly centered but it could be off on another plane. And so in order to really examine the concentricity or eccentricity, it needs to be done in three dimensions. In order to do it in three dimensions, you need to be able to manipulate whatever you're x-raying, in this case a core or a mantle or a finish ball, in front of an x-ray source and take multiple images and then do some math so that you can resolve in 3D space exactly where that core is relative to the outer sphere. So we've done that, and we have multiple systems now that are running, as we speak, X-raying 100% of the product that comes through this factory and resolving or figuring out mathematically through through X-ray imaging the location of whatever we want to measure, whether it's a core inside of a core, whether it's a core inside of a mantle or whether it's mantles inside of covers where that is in three-dimensional space yeah and i tell you Vince, um, we believe that go ahead go ahead no no go ahead what you're going to say because yeah. i know what you're going to say we 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 believe this is this is industry first um we worked in partnership with the research team in carlsbad um to develop a source and it's been a great partnership with this particular integrator um, they've delivered on everything they've they said they would. Um, of course, we're ordering. We've ordered quite a few machines, so it's been a good deal for them as well. Um, but it has solved the problem exactly as we had intended, and gives us tremendous insight now into the inner workings of our of uh, our manufacturing process. That, frankly, we only saw before by destructive testing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's not that's not good for an All right, so I have two requests for you, Vince. Two requests. X-ray yep. one, which is my personal favorite of the X-ray machines, because it's the original X-ray machine. I'd like it to be officially named Alex Cora, because we're going to help it catch any balls that are trying to cheat. Um, and then the second thing is, if if we can find like I know we spent fifty million to redo the plant, can we find like five hundred bucks and fix that door outside your office? It's literally like the <laughs> loudest door in in so the history wow. of, of 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 all mankind. Yeah, oh, we'll take care of that. I was going to say, I, 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 we were going to name the fourth X-ray um, Aaron Judge uh, because it kind of kept breaking down occasionally. So oh, well, we no, that, still oh, do no. that. No, that wouldn't Don't be, that'd be, that, that'd be more Giancarlo Stanton. Aaron Judge has kind <laughs> of been pretty healthy. <laughs> All right, Vince. Well, I do have to say that uh, there, there were so many uh, great experiences that Lex and I had yeah. uh, as, as this thing got put together. But, but really, that, that first interview... Uh, we did uh, in in August, where where you gave us a, a very large amount of time and kind of told us the entire history uh, of not just the plant, but of the area of the town. I mean, this goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War. That's certainly something that uh, I won't forget. And I'm really glad we got a chance to to work on this project together. And I'm excited to update it uh, as time goes on and as as the plant evolves because it's the one thing about chicopee is every single time we go there like it, it looks completely different i get lost a new in a new place every time i know it's it's just it is really cool to see something evolve so consistently i think we you know we see that in our own line of work but to see it um in something that is you know it's a traditional profession manufacturing and like you know just making product to see that change so much in um for us what seems kind of like a short amount of time is really really cool yeah yeah. So, Vince, I suggest maybe uh, you, you take the, the team out and uh, get a couple of those boots at the end of the day and uh, celebrate uh, spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. We want everyone to watch the documentary, A Ball That Changed the Town, Story of the Chicopee Golf Ball Plant, CallawayGolf.com, Callaway's YouTube, Callaway TV on Apple TV and Roku. And again, if you've watched it once, just watch it again. Watch you'll, it again. you'll learn something new. Yeah, you'll retain something new. Yeah, It'll you can see one of Vince's three shirts. The The shirt at the end is spectacular, Vince. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the best ones in the whole, the whole documentary. Yeah. That's a that's a Japanese model. I I want to sort of see if we can spur some demand over there in that. So yeah. Yeah, I mean Thank I'm you. I'm I'm sure that I'm sure the next set of calls into uh, into customer service will be where can I buy Vince's shirts? Uh-huh. Could <laughs> yeah, be part of the Vince that. Simons experience. You get it's one of the true. shirts. Yeah. Could be a selling point. Yeah. We could up ticket prices. This is turning into a whole thing. All right, Vince. Thanks so much for taking some time and joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, everything you, you you've done, not just to help make this documentary uh, what it is, but also for what you do back at Chicopee because uh, we certainly appreciate it. It, it was great fun. Again, I, I, I can't say enough how, how much pride the folks here are taking, and I thank you for telling our story because uh, it's a good story. It's, it's not necessarily a story. It is a story, obviously, of golf balls, but it's really a story of, of resilience and ingenuity and, and American manufacturing. So thanks again for telling the story. All right, yeah. that's Vince Simons. And, Vince, I look forward to when you have the, the big screenings in Chicopee. Lex and I are going to call in and, oh, yeah. uh, and talk to everybody and answer some questions. You got it. Thanks again, guys. All right, that's Thank Vince you. Simons. Uh, coming up, Lex, I know you kind of wrote this as a rhetorical question. Did I you did. hear the Peter Costas? Well, remember, we texted each other. I said, hey, you should listen to the Peter Costas <laughs> yeah. interview on No Laying I did. Up. I and did. you listened to it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that. But first, you know, I, I'm super passionate about podcasts. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, some people even ask, like, why do we do all these podcasts? Why right. do we do so many podcasts? Why do we have so many different things? We're always trying to find the different niche in golfers, right? Mm-hmm. So so we have this podcast, which I don't know who it's for. I don't it, know. It's kind of for just, just everybody. Whatever. 
sure. You could say it's for, or it could be for nobody. Yes, true. It's, it's, it's the, you know, look, this is who we are as a brand. We're approachable. Uh, we love what we do, and we want to share those experiences with you. Um, we have the Girls and Golf podcast, yep. which you do. Because we literally discovered one day there was no There's podcast like no for women. no podcast for women. Who golf? Which there are starting to be now, but we're yeah. very happy to be one of the first yeah. in that niche. I think you guys were the first. Because I didn't Great. see any before when we researched yeah. it. Uh, well, we have another first that yes. we're, we're, we're starting. A uh, good, good buddy of ours who uh, works for ESPN and ESPN mm -hmm. Deportes yes, is right. launching a new podcast. Why don't you tell everyone about yeah, it? Yeah, so um, we are... We are partnering with John Sutcliffe, who has been at ESPN for a number of years, and ESPN Deportes. He's worked on Monday Night Football, um, and he's the covered Masters. golf. The Masters. Um, he's covered golf. That was his first sport that he was, like, really passionate about. And um, he's a great, uh, great reporter, and he was, you know, he had this idea, or we did, of yeah. doing um, a podcast where he could access, you know, players while he's out there in the field in Spanish and do like a bilingual thing because you know having he has like a bond with them that sometimes just might not come across you yeah. know through other reporters and um, it's really special it's really cool we're calling it como se ve desde la cancha so as you Which see means it as you see it from the field or as yeah, you see from, from the, the sideline because he's known as a sideline side reporter, reporter. yes kind that's of kind gig. of you know it's loosely translated but um, we're really excited about it we have a little sneak preview for you right here Voy a estar muy pendiente de, de muchas cosas este año eh, con mi podcast Cómo se ve desde la cancha de Callaway. Por ejemplo, el Genesis, el torneo de Tiger en Los Ángeles y luego el World Golf Championship en la Ciudad de México en el club de golf Chapultepec. Y ahí nos vamos a ir divirtiendo. Tenemos conociendo muchos campos de golf, muchas entrevistas, tratando de fomentar este deporte del golf que está pasando por un gran momento con los latinoamericanos. Gracias a todos, gracias a ESPN, a Callaway, sobre todo a ti que me estás escuchando en mi podcast Cómo se ve desde la cancha de Callaway. John Sotcliffe, ESPN. Saludos. So check out that podcast. Mm -hmm. um, the feed is available in iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. I don't know if it's on Stitcher. I feel like you have to say Stitcher after Spotify but because it's alphabetically. I don't ever hear anybody say Stitcher. I hear people say it all the time, and I just like saying the word Stitcher. Okay, that's fine. I think it's kind of a cool yeah. word. Um, fun fact, John's uh, mom lives on Lomas. So, oh, yeah, so that's, right. that's where I've got to meet soon. him. I meant to tell you, we're going to go play golf. Well, I'm not playing golf anytime soon. So, right. um, Thanks, sorry. Lex. I'll I'm just come out and sorry. spend another day in a golf cart. You know, I get to do that so this whole sorry. weekend. You know what I'm doing this weekend? I'm, I'm, I know I'm, you are. Paige Harp and I are going to go see Al out at the hideaway. I'm, gonna, I'm so jealous. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to sit sit around well, in a I'm golf cart. I'm not jealous of you specifically, but I'm jealous you're going. Yeah, well, I'm excited to get out there and see Al. Yeah. Also excited, excited to read all the emails that are going to be flowing after this episode. ShipshowCallawayGolf.com. So. ShipshowCallawayGolf.com. Mm -hmm. Call us, 760-804-GOLF. Um, if, if you've ever played the game Battleship, I'd like to hear your your greatest yeah. victories or losses in the game of Battleship because I'm losing uh, <laughs> right now. All right. Uh, World Golf Championship Week down in Mexico. Yeah. Um, you know, this is one of these courses at altitude. Um, I don't have a ton of news from it after talking to some of the, the tour guys, but Matt Wallace has added some new Maverick stuff to the bag. Yeah, which is um, really cool. And some other new Callaway stuff. So I'll have to wait and see what, what he had in there. Uh, we'll see him a couple weeks uh, at the players. Mm-hmm. And then a note here, you know, kids always seems to do well in all these WGCs. He does, and he gets really excited about it. Like he, yeah. like well, because there's actually, a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> he's 
active about it, about it on social though. Yeah. I just hope he's so ex- like that excited to come and see us at the players. Yeah, oh, of course he is. And yeah. I just saw I just saw a cool one uh, on the NBC broadcast um, that that Paul Casey has probably the coolest head cover anyone has ever seen. So go check uh-huh. out Paul Casey's yeah. head cover. Um, it's it's uh, I can't even describe it. It's awesome. Okay, it's just perfect for the event. All right. Our friends, No Laying Up, Solly, yes. uh, great podcast. Again, super passionate about podcasts like we just mentioned. This is another must, 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 must listen. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Peter Costas on. He did. So let me give you my background with Peter. Okay. Is So when I first started working in uh, the 90s, mm-hmm. late 90s. Okay. Where were you in the late 90s? Uh, elementary school. Yeah. So well, Lex was in elementary school. I was uh, a PA for USA Network. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are a little bit older, USA Network used to have all the early round golf. And it used to be on from four to six, and it would be like Wings would be after us, and like uh, Jag would be before us. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really the priority. Mm-hmm. So we literally would fade up, and it was kind of a joke. It was like a two-hour, almost fax check, facility rehearsal for the network on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, as golf contracts evolved, some events went to three and four hours, and then it's turned into what we have today, where the, the early round telecasts are just as polished and produces the weekend mm-hmm. broadcasts. Yeah. Um, the first two announcers who I worked with, so USA, we only employed, uh, two, we employed three announcers. Total, uh, we employed, whole, yeah, for the whole okay. year. Because we would be using either the CBS folks or the NBC folks, and gotcha. they would kind of rotate their guys through. But our, our announcers were Bill McAtee mm-hmm. and Peter Costas, and then we had uh, Charlie Reimer on the ground. Oh, nice. Which, which um, I'm not going to make any Charlie jokes, I promise. <laughs> but... Peter uh, and I would spend some time together because we would do sales items where we'd go out once a year. We would shoot mm-hmm. the entire year's worth of sales items. Like, oh, imagine yeah. doing that. Like, no one would ever do that now. No. Because you want it to be topical to, to the totally. golf. This was such a different, you didn't care. Yeah. So I would go to Scottsdale every year and to Peter's home course, Greyhawk, mm-hmm. and we would we would do these tips, and Peter would come in, and it would be beyond business-like, super prepared. He would do it. If he didn't like what we did, he would say, I sucked, that sucked, we're doing it over, and we do it again, and I learned a ton from him. And he was super prepared as a broadcaster. Um, He was not one of these guys who showed up, you know, Friday night for the weekend telecast, and his swing analysis has always been some of the best in the business. So I go into it with that lens as someone who who is a Peter Costas fan, but wow, Mm -hmm. uh, I was blown away listening to this thing. Yeah, this interview, um, you know, I tweeted about it, and I said it was really captivating, and I meant it. I, I, as someone who's like a broadcast nerd, kind of, who still didn't spend as much time in um, a broadcast environment, I, I found it so interesting to hear his side of not only sports business, but just, like, his side of the mic, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, I had a lot, I have a lot of respect for him and I did already, but I, you know, I was really young when he was starting to get really big and all these, like, I didn't really, I don't feel like I really got to know him that much on TV before this CBS departure. And this podcast, let me do that. Solly did a great job of asking like questions that allowed Peter to like go deep on some things. And I wrote some things down here that I that I personally found interesting. Yeah, well, let's talk about those. But one thing for Solly, because Solly occasionally listens to this podcast. <laughs> Can you show a little happiness and joy at some point? A little emotion? <laughs> My God, it's like... It's like he's, he was so serious. Sorry, I think he was so excited to have this interview finally that like, but he did he did like what I do, which is sometimes you just freeze a little. But what bit. Peter what Peter said, why he rejected many of Sally's yeah. inquiries prior to and look, CBS and Endo Ling up do not have the best relationship. Totally. So I'm sure that a, a CBS PR person would have been like, don't go do that. Yeah. I get it. But one thing he said that stuck out to me was the reason he agreed to talk to Solly is Solly did his homework. Yeah. Solly has been to uh, the KPMG yeah, event and sat in Tommy 
Johnny Roy's mm-hmm. truck. He's I brought him into a truck before and showed him around. Um, he he's generally interested as opposed to just being someone who complains totally. and said the food at this restaurant sucks. He goes back to the kitchen and tries to figure out well, well how do you Why? actually make this food mm-hmm. so I can understand. Well, maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. So yeah. let's run through some of the the questions and points that you have. Yeah. So um, I mean, obviously, like I said, I kind of focused on like the broadcast thing, which the first the first thing that really like stuck out to me was he said, you know, you need to accept that golf is really hard to cover live. Like you, and when you cut back and focus on advertising dollars and things that are not broadcast quality and you, you know, he mentioned like camera guys getting let go or just having less cameras, you're not going to see as much. And then people get upset because they don't, they don't see it. It's like, well, you know, like, it's just so hard. You have all these other sports that have one ball and one center focus. Right. Golf, you start with however, like, however many players there right. are. That's how many balls there are in the air. And it's it's incredibly difficult. And if you can accept that it might not be live and you might like, what if we took 12 shots in a row and yeah. showed you what's been happening over the last five minutes? That might not be such a bad thing. Yeah, that thing. was one of Peter's ideas. You know, uh, the, the analogy I always tell everyone is that, that Jed Drake, who was the executive producer at ESPN when I was there, always used to say, your number one job is to document the game, right? Mm-hmm. So if we did nothing else at a basketball game, but just leave camera one up and have yeah. it show players go back and forth, back and you forth. would see the ball go into the hole, uh-huh. in, sorry, into in the, the hoop, basket. and then you would see the ball going there out of bounds. You would see who would have it, whether they traveled, whether they, mm-hmm. they double dribbled or or whatever. Yeah. Um, you, you did your job. You documented the game. Well, you can't do it in golf Mm-mm. because you, you cannot show every ball going up in the air. Right. Though the players, it's going to be really interesting, the reaction to that, when we're going to see every shot live on, on PGA mm-hmm. Tour Live. I'm excited to kind of check that product out. But Peter had this suggestion of just saying, like, do pick a group or two, yep. show that group or two, and then come out of it and say, here's everything you missed. Here's 15 shots in a row. And right. don't try to fake that it's live or don't try to say it's – because, again, Moments you know, plenty of people can tell. Like, like when Rory hits a shot, Peter brought this up, and then 10 seconds later he's advanced 300 yards, he's about to putt. You know one of them can't be live. Yeah. So it's just – you're not fooling anybody. And with the internet, with people live-tweeting these groups, especially when you have a Tiger or some of the bigger names in the groups, everyone's going to miss it. Yeah. Um, so kind of do that. Look, they, they definitely laid off some longtime employees. Mm-hmm. That, that happened last year at Colonial. Uh, that was a big deal. Yeah. And, 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 you know, what people don't understand is that some of these, these operators, you know, had been doing the shows long before I was there in the mid nineties, they've been doing them forever and they never made mistakes mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. So, so that, that makes it a little more challenging. Yeah. Um, the other thing is there's no other sport other than golf that you come on in the middle of the competition and then you, you leave sort of when it's over, but it's been a very, very long, you know, time to get there. So, for instance, you know, other than a couple of the majors where you come on for first ball mm-hmm. and then you go off for last shot, it's really, really challenging to, to be able to do that. Yeah. And there's no natural pregame. There's no natural postgame. No. You know, think about it. In the NBA, when they call a timeout, you don't come back and immediately say, well, hey, while we were at the timeout, here's four <laughs> baskets and a charge and a foul yeah. and an argument and, yeah. and whatever. No, you don't have any of that. Yeah. Golf has all these problems. Uh, I agree, Peter, you know, I don't want to give away everything you said because I really want everyone to listen to right. it. And I want you guys to write to us and look, maybe we'll try to get Solly on next Thursday yeah. and kind of to kind of debrief him on this a little bit. If you have some mm-hmm. questions for Solly, we can we can see if we can bring him on to kind of talk about it because it, it just was a great podcast. Yeah, it, it really was. I, I just valued um, I valued everything Peter had to say. And obviously, you know, when someone's out of contract and mm-hmm. things are allowed to be said, it's just it's just really interesting. 
Um, so yeah, everybody should go listen to it. Let us know what questions you have. We'll get in touch with Sully and hopefully yeah. get to talk about it more because I have lots of thoughts. I know, I know. I do too. I, I just don't want to give all my thoughts because yeah. I feel like we're going to quote the whole podcast episode. We totally could. And, and let, let people listen to it yeah. and give people a chance to ask questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing you do is producing golf. Yeah. And, and I don't think that, that of, t- of television. Yeah. I, I don't know another sport that is harder to produce, you know, than, than golf. It just it just doesn't exist. Yeah, I I definitely would have to agree. I mean, I've barely touched like a, I've touched a few sports in my time, and um, golf is definitely the yeah. most challenging to keep track. I mean, of. even people bring up auto racing. There's still one guy that's the leader. So if you just show that guy, uh, you you pretty much know what's going to have. Again, documenting the event is the goal, and if the goal is who's going to win the event, then then you know that's what you can do. I think the one thing I would like to say just before we wrap mm-hmm. is that the like. The, the quality of broadcasting that he's talking about and that you mentioned with like people that have probably had been on cameras longer than I've been alive. Oh, lots of them. The value of that is really taken for granted among like people my age. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, if everyone could go to journalism school and see what it's like to put that together, it'd be a totally different story. But like when you're watching sports in particular, just know that like there's so many people that it takes just to tell the right story is a lot of hard work. Right. And and it's not just the people and on time. the cameras. It's no. it's it's the entire cohesive nature of the crew. Right. To to the setup. You know, think about it. These guys are setting up, you know, in an arena you, you pull your truck in and you plug into a box and then you go to where that camera is supposed to be located, you yeah. plug into another box and there's already all the internal wiring. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it doesn't cause crazy things to happen right. in headsets like, like we're currently experiencing. Yeah. But like, you know, like they're there four hours before the game and yeah. they're there four hours after yeah. like it's just it's a whole other world yeah. and um, yeah. one, one of the old marketing phrases at golf channel is we build towers just to tear them down a few days later <laughs> and it's pretty it's much kind of that. all right yeah. speaking of guys building towers Ooh, hey. uh will gordon yeah. is is on the, the ascent on 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 the pga tour um all american at vanderbilt mm-hmm. uh signed with callaway golf couldn't have been more excited to have this guy on board played in the rsm last year top 10 uh, got a sponsor exemption to Tory, played really well, made the cut. Uh, in fact, we were on the, the first tee, uh, the 10th tee of the North when he was on the first mm-hmm. tee of uh, the South. So, in theory, our golf games are yeah, literally pretty, side by yeah. each. Yeah, pretty Side much. by each. Side I think by he, side. I think he hits drivers harder than you hit putts. Not by much. <laughs> Uh, but Will Gordon Monday qualified for, <laughs> for Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, shot a 64. Monday, no one gets a hard Monday qualifying. Is we're going to ask him about so it, hard. and um, we're going to have him on the show Tuesday. It's going to be great. Yeah. So if you have questions for Will Gordon, shipshowcallawaygolf.com or call in. us seven six zero eight zero four golf. Rate, subscribe, review, like, watch on YouTube. Um, I'm going to say you sunk my battleship, <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of end it with that. <laughs> We'll see you next week on The Ship Show.